Congratulations. You found it. You know what time it is. This is New York Game Day. It's three hours of the most informative and entertaining NFL news in the league. Welcome in. New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Our last New York Game Day of this NFL season. Of course, we'll be back in action with you next September. It's and and of course, it creeps up on us uh, quite quickly. But um, but Matthias, we got to go out strong, my friend. Matthias Kibanuka joining the show, uh, giant great Super Bowl champion. How you doing? I'm doing great. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. We definitely got to go out big this week, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So so before we because we're going to be spending the next three hours really breaking this down. Um, what are you, what are you doing today? What do you do? Like, are you hosting a Super Bowl party? Are you going somewhere? Like, how are you yeah, going to take I'm in at, the game? I'm at a private event. I'm down in New Orleans, um, at an event. So we'll be down here taking in the game and then, then heading back to Florida after this. Nice. What about you? you? Know, did I, did I tell you I lived in New Orleans for three years? Did you know that? I think, I think it's come up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, Yeah, I lived, great I lived in the French quarter for three years. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. You would. Yeah. Good, good thing social Miami. media wasn't. Good thing social media wasn't active and attractive back then. <laughs> I mean, damn. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I worked for the Fox TV station down there, and, uh, and I ran, and I, I was, I had moved down there to, to, uh, to, to be with this guy that I, I thought I fell in love with. And uh, that's, a whole other, that's, a, that's a whole other story. And, uh, and so he owned a coffee shop. So I ran a, so during the day I ran a coffee shop in the French quarter, right? Okay. Like literally a hundred yards from cafe du Monde. Mm-hmm. And, um, we lived in the French quarter and, mm-hmm. um, and I worked for the Fox TV station at night. That's all. And, Yep, and here I am. So, uh, so you are in a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal city. Uh, I love New Orleans; it's awesome. Uh, so enjoy, my friend. Um, okay, oh. let's dive into it. You've been there; you've experienced this before. Oh, yeah. Tell us what was <laughs> last. What was li- n- last night like for uh. these guys? Did they get any sleep? What's this? What you wake up, your alarm goes off. You know, like how how are they going to go about their day? Considering kickoff is not till six thirty. Oh man, it's it's a great feeling. I mean, I think waking up on Super Bowl Sunday as one of the participants, first you get a, a sigh of relief, you know, because getting to this day is extremely difficult because you do have the um, the extended break and you have had the you know the longest season of anybody else that's playing. So so there's so much that goes into it. But I think when you finally wake up on Super Bowl Sunday and the game plan's already been installed, the only thing left to do is to get the last treatment on your body and to make sure that you know like every everything is is off your plate, um, so to speak. You know, then you can just go out there and, and play ball because that's what that's what these guys do. You know, I mean, you forget that that these guys are, you know, from the time that they're little, you know, you have a season, you have a, a structure, you have a way that the team operates. And then, you know, getting to the biggest game. Now you got everybody who wants a, a piece of you. And so you have to try to bring it back to, to normal, you know, try to get back some kind of normalcy. And and um, if you can do that, you know, you have a, a much better chance or the odds are better in your favor. But, you know, waking up today, mostly um, just a sigh of relief that the day is finally coming we can finally get back to what we do which is playing football yeah and and you know how much like you know and 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 of course you know we all we were all watching espn and the nfl network and all the festivities that happened this week you know the the fact that andy Reid has been here and and this isn't his first Mm -hmm. rodeo and he's been here several times right like Mm -hmm. do you feel kansas city may have had um a, a leg up in regard to the preparation this week because absolutely 
because they know they know the flow of of the week Absolutely. as opposed to there's, Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni, first time head coach in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot that goes into the preparation, the logistics of it, and in a lot of situations, these are things that people in these buildings have never done before. So you have somebody who um, is in the front office who doesn't know who to call for certain things or to get to get things done. When we went the first time, it was you know just a patchwork. You know, everybody's got all hands on deck. Everybody's got do do something. But by the time we went back for the second one that I was a part of. You know, it was, you know, this is what the expectation is. Okay, we're going to be here at this time. We already know that, you know, we need this time between, you know, these this break and that break because we have extra media coming in. So, you know, in terms of um, uh, having a, a script or a blueprint to go through, um, go by for practice and for travel and for all those things, that's a that's a big component to it, being able to manage those things. But that's, in my opinion, one of the things that um, a head coach is most responsible for. And you have to be able to look at your team and identify what do they need in this moment? Do they need extra time off or do I need to bring them in and, and get them extra time on the field? You know, and, and Andy Reid has proven, you know, time and time again that, that he can do that and that he can do it in a player-friendly way. He's been a player's coach since, you know, <laughs> since, you know, way back when. And he still found a way to um, to continuously show up in the biggest game. So I think, you know, it just kind of proves that there's, there's there's a way to get it done as a head coach and to um, and to garner the respect of the people who played for you at the same time. So, Matthias, like what 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 are players again? Because kickoff isn't until 630. Right. Like, you know, and, and as I know and, you know, athletes, we are creatures of habit. We have a routine yep. in the course of the day. Our mm-hmm. routine is thrown off when, of course, you're playing in a different city. They've been in the city now for a week. You know what? Mm-hmm. What happens today? Is it like, hey, I'm going to spend some time with my family uh, I'm going to review the playbook. I know that they're they're going to mm-hmm. they'll have some meetings. I'm going to take a nap. Like like you know what yeah. what what happens today leading up to the game and, and them heading to the stadium. Okay, yeah. So the the benefit both of these teams will have is that they were you know successful in recent years. That's important because they have experience playing night games. So, you know, if you show up at the Super Bowl and this is the first time or not the first time, but you don't have a lot of experience playing in, um, you know, night games, sitting around in the hotel, like you said, all day and, and, and waiting for the game to come. That can, you know, there can be some negatives, you know, there can be some drawbacks. But um, in reality, you know, you wake up, try to keep things consistent for a for a night game, but understanding that there's going to be um, extended breaks, you know, during the course of the day. So you want to eat the same meal that you would normally eat for the morning of a night game. If you have treatment to do, you want to get over, get the treatment. Usually they have a um, um, facility set up in the hotel. So it's really just get up, go downstairs, get your treatment, go back up. And then you'll have a meeting, you know, your position coach is free to call a meeting anytime they want. And usually those are the ones who are the most um, nervous and anxious. So they're going to they're, they're going to call a meeting just to make sure that everybody understands what he wanted you to understand the last time he told you he wanted you to understand something. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then, you know, then, you know being on a Coughlin team, we always, he always broke it up. So we had, you know, team, we had meetings that we had to be there for. And in my opinion, he stretched them out throughout the course of the day, just to make sure that people didn't venture too far away from the hotel. And yeah, you have time to see your family, but uh, for the most part, you know, eat, meet, get to the stadium, play ball. Um, and, and, and I know we've got some callers on Dan, hang tight. You'll be first up 800-919-3776. I promise we'll get to your calls in in the next segment. So hang tight. Uh, talk about the, the, the pregame speech. I was told that um, Coughlin gave you guys like a really amazing pregame speech the night before. Or was it, was it another player who gave you like, you know, 
kind of let let op- open up that window for us. Share with us what was that like for you? Yeah, I think I think what um, what I took out of that one and what I got to witness during my entire career, right? So being in the Super Bowl early in my career and later on in my career, what I witnessed from Coughlin was an ability for him to connect emotionally with the players, right? So he gave a little bit more of himself, gave a little bit more in terms of talking about himself and and being honest and sharing experiences that he had, you know, throughout the the time that I was there. So by the time we got to to that Super Bowl, I think, I just remember, you know, he was – probably he probably had an individual relationship with like almost every guy on that team and you could tell that you know, this is something that he really really wanted and that he understood um how to get but um you know in reality it's you know at the end of the day when it when it comes down to it it ends up being you know what these these guys that you're in the the room with you know those those guys that you're sitting next to all year long most of them have been there since training camp you know if not years before and there, there's so much that you miss in terms of like you know time with your family there's so much that you miss like you know physically you've watched guys go through breaks and tears and stuff like that and and can continue to come back and I think you know when you finally get to you know this point it, it's there's a an ultimate respect for the game but it's also the the brotherhood that you're that you're a part of like this is something special you know you're gonna gonna be able to talk about this for the rest of your life and you have the uh you know the the foresight of knowing that going into it it's not you know it's not something that just happens to you like you have been preparing for this your entire life and so um I think one of the most beautiful parts of this is that there's there's a kid or kid there's a, there's a man right now you know that we're not talking about and there's no reason for us to talk about but after tonight you know it may become a household name or, you know, maybe somebody who gets a huge contract somewhere else because of the performance that they put forth in this game. And that's the kind of stage that it is. So um, in my opinion, you know, the speeches are great, but it's really just about that, that, that feeling of, you know, we're here to accomplish a goal, you know. That's great stuff. Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited. You know, this, this is, Make this it, is part making of the me want to that... run through a brick wall. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, Matthias Kiwanuka uh, joining us here. Uh, It is New York game day. We'll hear from Mike Tannenbaum coming your way at 10 a.m. Also, Jordan Renan and Rich Samini are going to pop in with some uh, giant and jet update. Throughout the show, Kiwi, I'm going to give you, there are a bunch of trends out there heading into this game. So uh, coming in, going out, I'm going to give you some trends, some information pertaining to the game. Who knows? Maybe this is stuff you could share at your Super Bowl party for our listeners, and uh, you'll sound really, really smart and really, really in the know. Uh, Also, in the course of the next uh, two hours and 45 minutes, we're going to give you a ton of picks, a ton of plays, how we're playing this. Of course, we'll have my locks of the week uh, and a lot more. So as we go to break, uh, Jalen Hurts is aiming to be the first quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl wearing the number one on his jersey. Most recently, Cam Newton wore the number back in Super Bowl 50, which resulted, unfortunately, in a 24-10 to victory for Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Can Jalen Hurts be the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl in NFL <laughs> history wearing the number one? We will know around 10.30, 11 o'clock tonight. Quick break. We'll be right back. 98.7 ESPN. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're going to be able to go out there and do what we usually do throughout a week with the added stuff that we have to do. And so uh, it's nice to have that experience before. I can teach other guys and help them along as well because um, even though we're, it's the same team, we have a lot of new players. And so I'm excited to get these guys down there to get that experience. And at the end of the day, you want to win the game. So I just want to make sure those guys keep that in mind. Patrick Mahomes, of course, um, you could recognize that voice anywhere. Uh, Super Bowl Absolutely. 57 will be the Chiefs' third Super Bowl appearance in the last four years. They own a perfect record of 3-0 and in their last three matchups against Philadelphia. Kansas City is 2-2 two and two in the Super Bowl as a franchise. So how about that? Um, what, he, Eagles, what he's been able to do in a short period of time is nothing short of amazing. I mean, and you know, as young as he is, think about how much he has to actually teach, you know, already about, you know, quarterback play and playing in big moments. It's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, Eagles favored by one and a half. The over-under is kind of floating around 50, 51, 51 and a half. Um, I, I know we're going to do a deeper dive into this matchup in the 10 o'clock hour, Kiwi, when uh, when Mike Tannenbaum joins us. The three of us will do a deeper dive. We'll get our picks in regard to who we think is going to win and whatnot. Uh, but just give us a little a, li- a little a little preview. Are, are you leaning more Eagles? Are you leaning more Kansas City? And why? Just give us a little a little taste. A little yeah, taste. A, a little taste. I mean, I think there's um, obviously great arguments to be made on both sides. But, you know, I think um, – it's going to come down to quarterback play. Whichever quarterback is healthier at the end of the game is going to have the the you know the best likelihood of winning. But Kansas City is the you know the big play um, opponent in this game, in my opinion. Um, and so <laughs> I just <laughs> there, there's there's so many there's so many things that um, uh, Philadelphia does very well, which we witnessed firsthand throughout this entire um, season and definitely through this run in the playoffs. But I'm leaning towards Kansas City at the end of the day. All right, you're leaning towards Kansas City. I've been on the airwaves throughout the week. Everybody knows I'm all over the Eagles. Interesting to hear what Mike Tannenbaum has to say. Again, the three of us will do a deeper dive into all the reasons why, give you our scores and whatnot. Also, uh, I'll have a ton of prop bets out there. My Locks of the Week segment coming your way around 930. By the way, I just got a text from my mom, Mama Mimi. I don't think you. We, I don't think I've ever had her on the show with you, have I? I don't Kiwi? Think so. No, no. Um, I've heard about her, but I haven't heard spoken to her. She's a treat. She said, "Hey, if you want me on with," her. she's got a huge crush on Patrick Mahomes. So <laughs> I, I know, so I know which way she's flowing. Uh, she said, "If you want me on, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll 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 have like a quick little." you know, three-minute guest appearance from Mama Mimi. The, the listeners really love hearing her. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Dan in East Rutherford. Dan, welcome in. Good morning. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to you, my friend. Welcome into New York Game Day. Dan, you there? I guess not. Let's go to Alan in Uniondale. 
Alan, welcome in. Good morning. Alan, you there? I don't know, guys. Maybe uh, maybe there's something wrong with the audio. Let's try uh, let's try Ira. Ira, can we hear you? Hey, yeah, go. Anita, how are you? Uh, hey, Hi, good, good morning, morning. good morning, Happy, great. Good, good. Happy Super Bowl day. I can't believe the season's over. Um, you know, I, I look at this game and listen. What do I know? It's just I, I have a hard time going against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I know Reid has lost some big games. Uh, I don't know about Sirianni in a big spot like this. I understand the Eagles roster. The game is running. There's just one in the trenches. They have it on both sides of the ball. Really good defense. It's just you're going against Patrick Mahomes. And I, I think if the Eagles can't keep the, the Chiefs somewhere in like 23 to 24 points, if this game goes near 30, I just don't think Hurts and the Eagles offense could keep up with the Chiefs if the game gets high. Okay. Thanks, Ira. Uh- Ira, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Um, You know, here's the thing. When the line opened up, Kiwi, it opened up and the Kansas City Chiefs were favored. uh, And they were favored by one and a half. And all all the sharp, sharp money came flowing in. A ton of money was put on the Eagles at plus one and a half. And this, uh, and the rest of the sports books were like, "Oh snap, we got it, we got it." (laughs) And and they and and then they reversed it. And then it was Eagles minus one, Eagles minus two and a half. And now it's like it's hovering at minus one and a half. And sharp money is not being – so now there's no more sharp money. Like sharp – like a lot of the a lot of the wise guys, a lot of the sharps, they are not playing this matchup, mm-hmm. uh, which I find interesting. I love the Eagles. Um, I'm going to be playing the Eagles alternate line. I, I think the Eagles and, – and again, I just little, – little sneak peek. I, I think the Eagles win by more than a touchdown. And, I, and, and we'll give our final score at the end of the yeah. show. But um, but I'm really. I'm, I think if, I just, if the Eagles win, though, if the Eagles win, I feel like it's not going to be an interesting game. You know, it's going to be that offensive line picking up, you know, defensive players and depositing them five yards back like they have been, you know, all season long, and and that's that's just tough to beat when you when you get out there and and you they you have a team that can reestablish a line of scrimmage <laughs> consistently. Um, but, you know, Kansas City always has that ability to, to stay in the game. So if they can stay in the game and it comes down to big plays, I feel like then it swings back to Kansas City. But I, I, I see what you're saying. There's, there's, there's a lot to be, to be said about this Philadelphia Eagles team, especially offensive line-wise. Yeah, I, I know we got Jordan Renan who's going to be joining us momentarily, and we're going to, do, we're, we're going to get into a, a Giants update. But what I'd like to do with you is, is go down and, like, position by position and have the conversation in regard to – you know, what, what position group you think wins out. I, I, I think that can be an interesting conversation to have. Let's go to Alan again, calling in from Uniondale. Hopefully we got him this time. Alan, you there? Yeah. Good morning, Nita. Good morning. Uh, hey, how's everything? I missed you at the Michael K show event. I was there. Everybody was there. You didn't come. Well, unfortunately I was working. I would, I would have loved to have been there, but um, I had TV that day. So I'm sorry, Alan. <laughs> right. I forgot. Daily wager. Right. Um, now, so uh, I was going to go to Rihanna props and ask you about some uh, player props. So the Rihanna stuff, my friend, he'd been to a couple of Rihanna concerts. He says she likes to start with all of the lights because, you know, she does. they do like a light show. So I wouldn't be surprised that's one of the starting things. Like just, to, you know, just to mess with the lights and just, and it's obviously, it's like a little montage. It's going to be a quick song. So even the, the featured artists, they don't even really have to be performing for the first song. It's just got to be like a so, quick intro. I'm sorry. So what, what song do you think is going to be her first song? Uh, he, my friend said all of the lights because he went to her mm-hmm. concerts and she usually starts with all of the lights and does like a little light show in the beginning. So 
Like it could go go to that. I don't I even see. Crazy. I don't even see that. That's not even. That's not even offered. Wow. Wow. And I'm also going to ask, where do I even bet those? Like those uh, music pops? Because I would like to get into that. Where, uh, where, that, where that, those... that you have to research, Alan. Um, okay. All right. And yeah, um, I, I... For, and just a, a player of each team. Who do you think would score besides Kelsey? Because I know Kelsey's a he's a lock. I mean, for me. So. Yeah, I, I I like I like and, and thanks for the phone call, Alan. Appreciate it. Um, I do like Travis Kelsey to score. Kiwi, uh, not sure if you're aware of this, but there are records to be broke in the Super Bowl. If Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey score two touchdowns tonight, they will surpass Brady and Gronk for the most touchdown duos in NFL history in the postseason. If Kelsey scores one touchdown tonight, he will leapfrog Gronk. And he'll have 16 postseason touchdowns. So he will be second behind Jerry Rice, who is 22. So uh, he has five straight touchdowns in five straight postseason appearances. He's been targeted 22 times when the Kansas City Chiefs are within the 10-yard line um, or inside the 10-yard line. And so uh, there's a lot of reasons why I do believe Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown. Some other, uh, some other guys that I do anticipate to score a touchdown, I like Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. I love Miles Sanders anytime touchdown. And before we were talking about, uh, before you joined us, we were talking about the height differential. A.J. Brown against the Kansas City Chiefs secondary. I want to say the tallest DB on Kansas City, Kansas City secondary is like 5'10", 5'11". Nobody's even six feet. And AJ Brown's like six three, six four. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do with that, Kiwi? Makes a difference. You got to high point the ball, as they say. You know, you got to got to be in play perfect position football mm-hmm. and be able to go up and, and target the ball at its highest point. All DBs know that. You know, it's it's um, you know you can. Uh, talk about the the height differential all, all, you, all you want, but you still have to be in position, right? So I think like, you know, for um, an experienced corner, if he can get in and stay in close relationship to the receiver when he goes up, when he comes down with the ball, he has an opportunity to get it out from in between his hands. And that's what the guys are taught. So the, the, the height thing, yes, it will uh, make a difference in the game, but for the players who are going into this game, it's not something they should think about because there is a technique that you can use to, to overcome it. You know, just make sure that you know when the ball is and when he's coming down with it, you get your hands in between his arms and separate the man from the ball. Uh, 800-919-3776. You want to chime in again? We'd love to hear the the bets, the side that everybody is on, maybe some profits. There is going to be almost a billion, more than a billion dollars um, I, I, I forgot what the number is, but like almost like $10 billion, something like that, Kiwi, that's going to be spent on gambling the, in, in the Super Bowl tonight. Ridiculous, right? Think yeah, about how many yeah. dogs we could save uh, from kill shelters with that kind of money. It's, it's, it's just, it's dumb. But um, with that being said, like, so there's just, there's a plethora. There are so many pets out there that you can make. <laughs> we want to hear from you. 800-919-3776. Uh, going out. Here's another nugget for you. I'm, 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 I'm going to come in with nuggets. I'm going to leave with nuggets. And again, just making you, making you wiser for your Super Bowl party. Hertz rushed for 15 touchdowns this season, which includes two in the postseason. The Eagles star picked up the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in the NFL this season, while the Chiefs have only allowed four rushing touchdowns by opposing teams' quarterbacks. Hertz is listed at plus 105 for an anytime touchdown score profit. I still like it. I'm still going to play it. But how about that? Jalen Hurts, 15 touchdowns this season. The Chiefs only allowing four. Marinating that. We'll be right back. Jordan Renan joins us next. We'll get a Giants update right here on 90.7 ESPN. 
Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Without further ado, Jordan Renan joins us now. Jordan, good morning. How you doing? Anita, Jordan, we good got morning. You. How's everything? Hi, I'm, here. I'm great. I'm, here. I'm great. I'm great. Great uh, to have you on with me and, of course, Matthias Kiwanuka. Um, hey, Jordan. What's up? Final Sunday of the year, huh? Sad day. Can you, can you believe it? Can you believe it? I feel, Don't you feel like it was know, like yesterday sad. was the first Thursday night game? Yeah, it really does. I mean, the season goes so quick, but that's the beauty of it, that there's only, you know, I, I, I was going to say 17, but whatever it is now, however many weeks of the season, 18 plus what, four, so 22. It's a lot. Uh, before we uh, dive into some Giants talk with you, your thoughts on the game. Eagles favored by one and a half. The over-under is 51. You've got a side or a total here. How do you think this game plays out? I like the Eagles in this game. I, I like to actually to be points in this game, a lot of points. Um, I mean, this Eagles team is loaded. I think when you look at the matchups, that's kind of what we were doing when they played the Giants. You're like, man. They win so many matchups because their team is so well-rounded. This is one of the most well-rounded teams I think we've seen in, in a while, uh, just from top to bottom. And I, I think ultimately that will shine through today. Now, there's of course, there's the X factor, and his name is Patrick Mahomes. And if they win, it's because Patrick Mahomes went nuts and he did his thing. And, and he's the best player in the league. So I, you never, I never really want to bet, you know, bet against the best player in the league. So if, I, if it were me, and Anita, I'd take the over. Yeah, I was, you know, we, we had Fat Jack, professional handicapper, on the show earlier today, and uh, he was saying uh, a sure bet is whenever the Kansas City Chiefs take on a top 10 defense, they're uber aggressive, uh, and they and they just, they right. matriculate down the field better and, and faster and more aggressively than what they normally do. And so the over, whenever the Kansas City Chiefs go up against a top 10 defense, the over mm-hmm. always hits. So... Uh, we'll I'm see, also we'll expecting the. I'm also expecting the Eagles. I mean, we know what Spags does. He blitzes. He brings pressure. He's going to leave men singled up. You're going to see the Eagles probably combat that by throwing the ball downfield. And you know the potential for big plays with guys like AJ Brown and even uh, Devonta Smith and, and Quez Watkins. I think I think is definitely there. That there's there's potential for some big pass plays down the field. With that being said, Jordan, uh, let's dive into some Giants talk. Fill us in. Let's start with Daniel Jones. What's the latest there? Yeah, I think, uh, look, they want to get something done. Uh, I think that they've had preliminary talks uh, that, you know, there has, the two sides have, you know, conversed in some way, shape, or form over these last few weeks. And uh, look, it, it's based around the franchise tag number. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's what this is all about, right? It, it's not, I don't think it's going to be anything that, that, that's that difficult to sort of settle on a number because there's that franchise tag hanging over his head. And I think we're going to see the Giants actually be proactive here in the next few weeks and, and make some moves in regards to Saquon and Daniel Jones and try to get stuff done before free agency, which, what, what is that, less than a month now? I think free agency is like the middle of March, something like the 14th, and we're sitting here right now. I don't even know what the date is, but less than a month. Mm-hmm. Is, is this... Is this what you expected to happen? Has anything happened, um, you know, since the end of the regular season uh, or end of the postseason for the Giants, you know, um, that you weren't expecting to happen? No, I think that they have a plan, and I think, you know, they're, they're going to go through it, and I don't think anything changes at this point. Like they, those are their two 
most productive offensive players, you know, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. So I think you move ahead and you try to get something done and you try to find a number that works for both parties and, uh, and, and you move forward from there. And I think that that's kind of where we're at. And I think until they get something done, that's when things change to me. Because the, to me, it's the race of can they get Daniel Jones done quick enough? Because then, to me, that puts the pressure on Saquon Barkley. He loses all his leverage, right? If he then has that, okay, we now have the franchise tag to use on Saquon Barkley at 10, 10, what is it, $10.1 million. That's less than they already offered him. So he, to me, he loses that leverage once uh, they get that Daniel Jones deal done. So it's sort of like they're playing, they'll probably play the two contracts negotiations off each other. Because right, when you have that franchise tag as an option, things change. So right now the franchise tag is an option for Daniel Jones. If they could get Daniel Jones signed, then all of a sudden it's a realistic option for Saquon Barkley as well. Again, uh, Jordan Renan joining us here at 98.7 ESPN. Um, thoughts on, on Saquon Barkley's agent? Um, she's a female, so go power. Um, but I, I hear that uh, she's, uh, she's a tough cookie. Yeah, I mean, Kim's a good person. I mean, uh, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's been in the business a while. I don't think that really makes any difference. Uh, you know, look, they already had negotiations. The numbers are what they are. Uh, the Giants offered in the 12 range. Uh, Saquon, I think if they can get to 14, there's a deal that can get done. So, you know, once, uh, you know, they say deadline spurs actions, I think once we get to the point where that franchise tag is a realistic uh, option, if they could get that Daniel Jones deal done, it'll push the two sides to uh, come to some sort of agreement there. And uh, uh, look, I, I think it's something that ultimately will. I think both will get done, to be honest with you, Saquon and uh, and Daniel Jones. That, that was going to be my question. Was was going to be, you know, what's the likelihood that one one of these guys ends up getting away? But um, you know, assuming that they they both. I don't. Return, I don't think you know, so. I what's really, next? I really don't. I. Re- yeah, I really don't think that both of them get away. I think both of them end up re-signing. And people are going to be like, how do you give Daniel Jones? It's going to be four or five years because that's the benefit teams want four or five years, right? Because it helps them spread the you know, the money over the salary cap. People are like, how do you give Daniel Jones five years? It's not going to be five years. It's going to be just like every other player contract, pretty much an out after two. And same with Saquon Barkley. It'll be, you know, it'll be – $15, $14 million, but that last year will be the biggest money and they can get out after two. So it's, 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 that's, that to me is, is kind of where we're headed and, and, and these situations. And uh, So there'll be a two-year commitment to probably both of them officially with guaranteed money for the most part. Jordan, and, last uh, question. You know, they'll, they'll see where they can go with the two of them in the next two years. Jordan, last question for you. Uh, when you look at this roster, obviously, you know, a top-notch wide receiver would benefit Daniel Jones, especially if they're investing in him in that regard. Um, you know, some names out there that you think could be a part of this roster next year? Yeah, you know, well, uh, the T. Higgins one is, was thrown out there. I'm not sure that that's the way that Cincinnati's going to go at this point. Uh, yes, they eventually have to sign Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, but I just have a hard time thinking that they're ready to do that. They're trying to win, you know, they, they're trying to win a Super Bowl next year. So it's going to be tough. Like, you know, Keenan Allen was a name I heard out there this week. That's an interesting one. Uh, but I think that's kind of where we're going. You're going to have, like, 
sort of like a stopgap in the meantime, probably, or or we'll see how you know innovative Joe Shane can get because this isn't a great year for wide receivers. You tell me, and you know what's out there, like what Jacoby Myers do it for you, Odell. What's, what's the think, latest you know, with DeAndre? Ho- what's the latest? What's the latest with DeAndre Hopkins? What's there is no latest because I don't have a coach yet. <laughs> you know, so everything is kind of standstill on on that one. I think we'll have to wait. Uh, and by the way, there's a lot of buzz that Mike Hopkins is getting that job. Uh, so we'll see what happens here after the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a possibility. I don't know if that's really the route the Giants go. He's kind of a little bit on the older, deteriorating side. And he's, uh, I don't know about the, if fits the smart, tough, dependable part of uh, Brian Dable's mantra. Um, I-, I lied. One more for you. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Where 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 yeah. does where does that stand? Yeah, I think that's going to be another one that they address as we go along here. And if the price is right, I think that might be one you know one of the options that they consider, right? And um, that'll be kind of the situation. Okay, we have to have like I said a stopgap for this year. All right, we could take a real short term gamble on Odell. Hope we can get a high end there, and then you know add some young guys as well and get by for next year and then go over to get that real alpha number one the following year which I do think is one of the possibilities that people have to consider, is that that alpha number one might not come this year. Now, they still have to fill out and give Daniel Jones significant weapons. They just, it just might not be the, the, you know, the, the Steph Diggs to Buffalo kind of move that everybody wants. That move just might not be there this offseason. Jordan, thank you so much. Appreciate your time, my yeah. friend. Uh, enjoy Thanks, the Super Jordan. Bowl. Okay? All right, everyone, enjoy the Super Bowl. It's been a fun season. You got it. Jordan Renan joining us here at 98.7 ESPN. Uh, When we get back, I'm going to uh, throw out a few names out there, some of the wide receivers that are on the free agent, unrestricted free agent market. Uh, And Kiwi, curious to get your thoughts on, on, you know, uh, which ones you would like to see the Giants potentially go after. Uh, We'll do that. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Giants fans, your thoughts. Jordan on saying that he feels really confident that both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley will be back on this roster. How does that make you feel if uh, Daniel gets a five-year, somewhere around $38, $40 million? How does that make you feel? Is what you saw from Daniel uh, this season enough? Uh, and again, as we go out, here's another one for you. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm chock full of these fantastic Super Bowl nuggets with you, uh, or I should say, for you. The AFC West and NFC East are meeting for the fifth time ever in the Super Bowl. Teams from the NFC East are three and one in these games, with the lone loss coming by the Eagles against the Raiders. Chiefs have never faced a team from the NFC East in the Super Bowl. How about wow. that? Right. That's interesting. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. NFC East. I'm telling you. <laughs> powerful division. Uh, quick break. Historically uh, come- powerful. Historically powerful. Uh, quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll take your calls, and I will share with uh, with Kiwi that wide receiver free agent list next, right here on ninety point seven ESPN. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Uh, the Chiefs will be looking to become the seventh AFC team since the merger in nineteen seventy to win the Super Bowl outright as an underdog. In fact, the last three clubs in this role have picked up a victory, including the Broncos over the Panthers in Super Bowl 50 and the Ravens defending uh, the 49ers uh, in their Super Bowl as well. Remember that one when the lights went out in New Orleans, my friend? Mm-hmm. 
So, um, all right. Let's uh, let's take a look at some of the free agent wide receivers that are going to be out there and available for the Giants. And Jordan Renan was absolutely right. No bells and whistles here. Nothing to get excited about. Nelson Aguilar, uh, Sterling Shepard, DJ Chark, Randall Cobb, uh, who will probably follow uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, wherever he goes. Marvin Jones, Julio Jones. Uh, Alan Lazard, okay, more of a possession wide receiver. Jacoby Myers, I actually do like him. I, I don't, he's he's developed a really nice chemistry with Mac Jones. I don't know. I, I be I don't don't want to use the word shocked. I'd be surprised if he's no longer with the the Patriots. Juju Smith-Schuster, who is like pretty much has disappeared. You, say you would be shocked, or you wouldn't you wouldn't be shocked if he's. I wouldn't use the word shocked, but I'd be surprised if 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 they he's developed a really nice rapport and chemistry with Mac Jones, mm-hmm. who's getting a new a new offensive coordinator um, this season. I just I wouldn't be shocked, but maybe a little surprised. But you never know. You know, they're all about the money there. They, you know, they make such good decisions yeah. when it comes to free agency and, you know, cutting guys and getting those supplemental Dep- It depends on picks. which side of the fence you're on. Yeah, it depends on, depends on what side of the fence you're on with that, that good decision thing. I think, um, you know, this is part of the reason why we have that discussion about guaranteed money in, in contracts. When you look at the contract, yeah, they want to extend it out over, you know, a longer period of time, but – um, you know, that's just to amortize, you know, the, the cap hit. And in reality, you know, you got to look at what you have guaranteed and, and how well you're producing, you know, that year, the years before, um, and, and just go from there. So, um, yeah, definitely, um, the, the, you can go ahead with the, the rest of the names, but there, there's got to be some names out there, right? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's pretty much disappeared uh, the last probably two months of the season. Jarvis Landry can't get, get, can't get through a season healthy. Um, Cam Sims with Washington, uh, Peaks and Valleys. Uh, Mac, you know, I, Mac Hollins. I like Mac Hollins a lot, and he's a real smart player. Now, is he a number one? No, he's not. Uh, borderline two, definitely a three. But, you know, Jamison Crowder, he's been around since dirt. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Zach Paschal. Brashard Perryman can't stay healthy. Love me Marquise Goodwin, but, um, you know, hasn't done much. Paris Campbell, Noah Brown from Dallas. Uh, again, I, I mean, I know this is – and but here's the thing. Slayton, Darius Slayton, Richie James, um, and and Sterling Shepard, all unrestricted free agents. Uh, you know, this is this could, could be a totally new wide receiving core for Daniel Jones uh, heading into this season, right? Do you think that that's a benefit or do you think that's going to be a setback? Um, I, I, I think that he's so comfortable in this, in this system that, and he's so committed, like he's not, he's here during the off season. He doesn't go away. He, he's always at the facility when he can be, you know, I, I, I want to believe that who, whatever wide receiving core, if it is three new faces, he'll spend a lot of time in this off season, working with them, getting their tempo, getting their, their style of route running in speed down. I don't think it'll hamper him. Yeah, my my question was because, um, you know, is he at the point in his development where he can take a, a new group of guys and you know bring them into the fold and 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 lead them and you know you know be able to to get them acclimated to um, this offense fast enough for them to be, you know, helpful <laughs> early in the season to say the least. I, I I do he, I do 
I, I do believe that he is, but here's the thing, and, and we just heard, I don't know if you heard it, uh, Jordan threw it in there, uh, but he said that he he felt that Kafka uh, potentially could land the head coaching job for Arizona, uh, yeah. which um, which that, that would concern me because and, – and, and Brian Dable winning coach of the year, so deserving, but, you know, having Kafka there – you know, I, I think was key as well. I, th- I think it was a three-person team with Dable, Kafka, and Daniel. So uh, do they take a step back losing, let's say hypothetically losing an offensive coordinator and working in three, possibly four new faces in the wide receiving core? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It will be interesting though, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's no stranger to change in that, in that, in that locker room. Um, Daniel Jones but yeah consistency and having continuity of your offense is, is always key the other thing is you know that offensive line usually we talk about continuity with the at least I do in terms of how it affects the offensive line but you know just trying to build chemistry you know quarterback receiver quarterback tight end anybody who's going to get the ball outside of his hands it takes time you know and they have to be able to um, you know, acknowledge that and get him the tools for the long term in my opinion so that he can be successful you know you could sign him to a five term contract or five year contract but you know if you don't um, you know give him it, put him in a in a position to succeed you know you you can't promise him everything you can't give everybody everything but at least put him in a position to succeed and i think that having some consistency would be key right now 800-919-3776. We come back. We kick off hour two of New York game day. Rich Samini is going to join us. We just heard from Jordan Renan with a Giants update. Time for our Jets update as well. Uh, 10 o'clock, Mike Tannenbaum is going to join us in this next hour. We'll be locks of the week. Mama Mimi is going to jump on board and get her take. She just, uh, she just, she's so in love with Patrick Mahomes. She's, she just, she wants to just profess it, uh, on, on our New York airwaves. So I said, all right, I'll give you three minutes to do it. Uh, so, so a lot more coming your way. It is New York game day here on 90.7 ESPN.